Hey everyone, Steve here. If you listened to the last episode with Kyle and Tim, you heard us talk about their podcast, Dad's Smoking Cigars. Well, I wanted to play you an episode of that show. If you like it, I encourage you to subscribe to them in your favorite podcast app or watch them on YouTube or visit their website, dadsmokingcigars.com. Here's that episode. Hey guys, Tim here with Dad Smoking Cigars, and I've got special guest Steve Ryder uh, in the HQ today, uh, and this is the newest episode of the Cigar Sit Down, and we are going to go through and hang out, enjoy good cigars, and just chat it up. So, without any further ado, let's get it started. <laughs> All right, guys, thanks for joining us on this episode of The Cigar Sit-Down. As I mentioned a second ago, we've got Steve Ryder in the HQ today on this episode of The Cigar Sit-Down. Steve, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself, give us a little bit of a rundown of who you are, what you do, and how we ran into each other. Yeah, so um, my name is Steve Ryder. I live in Colorado Springs. I was originally born and raised in south-central Wisconsin, about 30 miles north of Madison. Go Pack Go! Go Pack Go. That's right. When I saw you have your Packers gear oh, on, yeah. on on Facebook, I was like, all right, yeah, Pack. Yeah, baby. Um, yeah, I've been in Colorado now for 22 years. Um, I was the chief audio engineer at Focus on the Family, uh, National Radio Hall of Fame broadcast, and then uh, left to go help start another radio broadcast called Family Talk, which mm-hmm. ended up becoming the second, uh, becoming the largest rollout in radio history. And, um, yeah, now I have my own media company called Right Turn Media, and I've been doing that. Uh, the company's been around for, let's see, it'll be eight years in March, Okay. Uh, but I've really only been doing it full-time for probably, I'd say, about three years. Okay. Very cool. So, uh, you're in Colorado Springs now. You grew up in Wisconsin, uh, and you uh, have traveled the nation quite extensively and traveled the globe somewhat. Even recently, you spent Christmas in Australia. Yes. Yeah, I've got a bro- I've got a brother that lives in uh, Brookton, Australia, which is uh, about two hours west southwest of Perth on the west coast. Okay. And so uh, we we spent in rural Western Australia. Uh huh. Very small town. Town's probably only about twelve hundred people, wow. which 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 is about the same size of the town that so we grew that. up, which yeah. we grew up in. Mm-hmm. In the nineteen eighty census, it was about twelve hundred, and so uh, so yeah, we we spent felt almost, like home, but on the beach. Yeah, well, no. It, it, <laughs> so Brookton is inland. It's, it's okay. It, what's called the wheat belt. So there's lots of uh, okay. wheat fields that are out there mm. on. On the in, in that area of where they live. Okay. And uh, so my brother is a um, part-time pastor there, and his wife just finished her uh, a master's in sociology because she wants they want to do some social work. Very cool. As well as some community work in rural Western Australia. There's a really high uh, suicide rate, mm. and so they want to get involved in the community, yeah. both as well as um, th- their church has uh, some Aboriginals. That, that okay. it's I'd say about ha- more than half the church is Aboriginal. Wow. And uh, so, and in fact, that church, I believe, was the first. Uh, it was was founded in 1967, eight or nine. Okay. No, I think it was even before that. It was like in the 1950s. 
uh, because it was the first Aboriginal church. Uh, For some reason, the Australian government wouldn't let Aboriginals attend churches until 1967, which is freaking crazy. How modern Uh, that is. Yeah, I know. It's it's just a few years before I was, I mean, probably seven years before I was born. Yeah. And um, so anyway, so it, it, strong Aboriginal community. Um, uh, was, we were there for about uh, almost, yeah, I'd say about two weeks, more than two weeks in, in Brookton. And then we finished off our trip uh with four days at an airbnb right on the indian ocean it was it was you roughed it it was so <laughs> magical i mean That's we just awesome. we'd, we'd open up the the air it was nice and overlooking the ocean we just had to go over this little walking path to get mm-hmm. to the get to the beach man we were right there and um what an awesome opportunity it was it, it, it i'm i want beach christmas to be a regular thing it probably won't be 2020, but 2021. We, I've already talked with both my brothers, because mm-hmm. Ryan said he he absolutely wants to do it again. Oh yeah. And then Neil, when we were skyping with him on Christmas Day, he mm-hmm. was he lives in Minneapolis, and so he was <laughs> He's like ready for the beach. He was, he was like, I'm in, I'm in. <laughs> so then it's just a matter of trying to figure out a place that we can get my parents to that's uh-huh. driving distance. We're thinking probably Gulf Coast. Okay. Um, maybe South Florida, Naples. Fort Myers South nice. uh-huh. on, on the Gulf side. We're kind of, that's kind of where I'm looking at right now. Instead of um, a white Christmas, go for a white sand beach Christmas. Exactly. That's what I was saying. That's that's what I was saying <laughs> when, when we were over there. So very cool. So you and I uh, got introduced, I guess you could say, to each other through a Facebook group, a private one, but uh, through a community that you were an integral part of because you operate the podcast and do the interviews and all of that. Called Holy Smokes. So tell yeah. us a little bit about Holy Smokes. Yeah, so Holy Smokes um, started, I believe it was 2007. I'd have to go back and and uh, listen to that first episode with uh, Kay Hidamine. Um, Kay basically is a super connected dude. Mm-hmm. And uh, one afternoon in 2007, he sent a text to a handful of megachurch pastors in the Colorado Springs area saying, who wants to have a cigar? And everyone showed up. Everyone that he texted showed up. That's awesome. As, as, as well as some other people that weren't. They're the, not weren't taboo. Ex- yeah, exactly. <laughs> we're, we're, I'm actually trying to see if I can I can work it into my schedule tomorrow to to record an episode, the theology of cigars. Ooh, very part cool. Part one with uh, Brett Kunkel, who's uh, lives in uh, Tustin. He's OC, correct? Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he runs the OC, the OC group. Yep. And uh, so anyway, um, at the at that very first cigar event in Kay's backyard mm-hmm. it wasn't his very first cigar event but it, but it was it kind of became known as holy smokes everyone there said i need more of this in my life mm. at the end of the evening they said i need more of this in my life yep. and these are and pastors t- admitting this because they were getting fellowship exactly exactly I mean, I mean one of the things that we had a conversation with my brother about is with him being a pastor he doesn't have anyone to talk to mm-hmm. and and i basically told him i said you need to have this in your life and yep. so so anyway, they started meeting on a on a kind of semi regular basis, and they they came up with a with a um, someone came up with the term holy smoke, and and so <laughs> they abbreviated they, they abbreviated it as uh, as HS, which could be interpreted as Holy Spirit time, uh-huh. HS time, Holy Smoke time, that's awesome. Holy Spirit time, and and so that way if if in an email or a text whatever if the assistant saw it, it wasn't something mm-hmm. where it was like. It, it 
kind of became flagged by, oh, you do cigars, huh? Yeah, and, exactly. There was there was code names for it. And so uh, so anyway, um, it started to just really kind of grow from there. And um, Kay eventually started a Facebook group. We started meeting regularly in Colorado Which Springs. Has thousands of members. Yeah, I'm, we're we're I believe. Over 3,000 members in, 30, in the Facebook? 3,100, 3,400, something like that. Is it that much? Okay. I think it's about there, yeah, last okay. time I checked. Yeah, I, haven't lo- I haven't looked in a while. My, my focus has been on the Facebook page, the public page, right. trying to get those those numbers up because trying to get people converted from that Facebook group to the Facebook page has been laborious because yes. people just... They're used to going to one source. Exactly, yep. exactly. And so, um, so um, anyway, uh, I... I get, became familiar with Holy Smokes probably, I'd say, just over five years ago. In fact, it was just over five years ago. It was uh, 2014, probably September, I want to say, maybe October. And uh, a mutual friend of mine in, was in town. And we, we were recording um, some episodes for the Eternal Leadership Podcast, which is mm-hmm. one I started with a buddy of mine, uh, John Ramstead. Mm-hmm. And so John came down, and we were recording our very first episodes of the Eternal Leadership Podcast, and because John was so close to Kay's house, Kay just kind of swung by, said hi, and John introduced me to Kay. Now, Kay and I had a ton of mutual friends on Facebook. Oh, wow. A ton of mutual friends, but I'd never actually met the guy. Yeah. I'd, only, I'd only occasionally heard about this Kay Hidamine. Hiramenius. I was going to say, if you, can, if you can pronounce it from the way you read yeah, it. <laughs> yeah, it, 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 when you look at it, it, it says Hiramini. Mm-hmm. But because it's Japanese, it's, mm-hmm. it's Hidamine. And so, um, that's Kei Hiramini, dude. <laughs> and, uh, and, and so, anyway, Kei, like the second question he asked me, or maybe even been the first question he asked, it probably was the first question. You like cigars? Now, I smoked cigars in college, mm-hmm. and they were the cheapest of the cheap because I was a broke college student. Uh, that's exactly I mean, I, I bought a box of Philly Titans. And I still have that box. <laughs> and and my college roommates would make fun of me. But and, and 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 but still to this day they make fun of me that that I smoke cigars because mm-hmm. they're just they're dorks. And uh, so anyway, I, I was like, yeah, I'd love to because mm-hmm. I since since college the only time I would ever have a cigar would be like mm-hmm. during poker I'd, I'd have you know a couple times a traditional I, stereotypical guys poker night exa- exactly yep. I'd, I'd clear out the garage bring in some tables from my church bring in some chairs from my church mm-hmm. set them up in my garage and we'd have you know like anywhere from six to a dozen guys that yeah. I worked with at focus that would mm-hmm. come over and and one of the guys Jerry Hanlon would bring cigars As I keep this thing lit, we're having the Casa Cuevas Habano Toro. By the way, I uh, had a couple in my humidor and decided Steve needed to try one. I like it. I like it. It's really, really smooth stick. Good. And so, anyway, uh, um, so other than poker, I never had cigars, and I never had anyone that that I knew that I could, that that I would smoke with. Yeah. And so I jumped at the opportunity to come. It was like the next, the next. Wednesday in Colorado Springs, we meet every Wednesday, 4:30 to 7. If you're in the area, hit us up because it's it's a great, great group. I've never met a more incredible group of dudes. That's awesome. And so, um, anyway, I showed up and I was hooked. I was absolutely hooked. 
some of the some of the best dudes in the world are are at Holy Smokes events. Yep. And so we've got now 33, 3,400 members on the secret Facebook group. Mm-hmm. And uh, we the reason we keep it secret is because there are pastors, there are leaders within denominations mm-hmm. that they if if they if it was a public group and they were tagged in a picture, everybody would or, see it. Or or if it was a closed group mm-hmm. and they were a member, people would when they would find that group, they'd see that this person is a, is a member of the group. Yes. And so we keep it secret for that reason. Exactly. Um. So we're we're we're, we're got that going on, and uh, I, I was probably in September of last of of this year actually. This year, it's not quite. January yet? Not quite. Not quite. Almost. Um, Carl Muller, mm-hmm. who used to be the president at Biblica, which used to be the International Bible Society. Right. Um, he was also the COO of Open Doors and uh, young adult pastor at Saddleback for for a number of years. Hmm. Um, Carl, he was Carl, kind of shot me a message and said, "Hey, we should start a Holy Smokes podcast. Mm-hmm. You want you want to." But let's talk about well, and this. with your background, it just lends itself so exactly, easily. exactly. And and so it was uh, me, Carl, and Kay had dinner together, and then after dinner, Steve Bryson showed up, and we just kind of unpacked what a Holy Smokes podcast could look like, what would be some of, some of the more organization around mm-hmm. Holy Smokes that we could build to really help take the message of faith, friendship, fine tobacco, and drink mm-hmm. to the broader. Now, now, I, I don't want to say church community because there there are people that show up at a Holy Smokes event that mm-hmm. have they're, they're atheists, they're mm-hmm. agnostic, they've mm-hmm. rejected, they they grew up in a church environment but they've rejected it. Yep. Or we we've had Hindus show up, we've had Muslim a Hindu in Colorado Springs at least show up. Um, we've we've had some Muslims show up. Um, you don't need to be someone of the christian faith or an evangelical or whatever it is or even a man or even a man you could be a woman and we do have some women that are involved in the group Mm -hmm. and just come and hang out with some good people yeah and and just have some really really good conversation Mm -hmm. and and i I, even more importantly start to build a, a a group of people around you that are some of the closest friends I have in oh, my I'm life. Oh, sure. So, very cool. So I've listened to all of the podcast episodes. It's there was a period when we met uh, probably about well three weeks ago now. Yeah, in, in person. Yes, in person. In person. Um, we connected on Facebook before yes, that. Exactly. Uh, and then when we met at Calibra, Calibra here in Ontario, California, mm-hmm. um, with Matt and some different people there. Kyle was there as well. Uh, we, you know, hung out and talked and, you know, you know, Matt's asking me, oh, have you listened to the podcast? And I said, oh, only all of them. He goes, man, how do you do that? <laughs> well, I ride my motorcycle every yeah. day to work. So yeah. I Bluetooth on my helmet yeah. and go and I love it. Yeah. Um, but it, it's cool because I've learned how diverse the, um, Holy Smokes community is in background, in career, in, uh, personal ventures and where God has taken people and what's going on from Hollywood producers and executive producers to, I mean, you know, large ministry names globally, you know, and everything in between. And it's cool that Holy Smokes um, not only has a network that encompasses that diverse uh, grouping of people, uh, but that it shows that it is uh, accepting really to anybody. If you want to come and have a cigar and hang out, 
come to Holy Smokes and do it. And that's what was fun about when, you know, essentially the, the soft launch, if you will, of the Inland Empire one here when we were up there is, you know what, it, uh, there were five of us there that were hanging out, four or five of us. And it was just, let's just hang out and talk and get to know each other. It's not overly, tell me about your, you know, walk with God. Tell me about your life story. Tell me about all this. It's just hanging out in its community. It's fellowship. Exactly. And it's a very soft sell, to put it in a sales term, of come and just hang out with people and be social and whatever happens from there, those of faith, we go, let God take it from there. Yeah. And whatever happens, happens. And it's the greatest um, non-sales social time revolving around cigars. Exactly. Exactly. With, with Holy Smokes, there's really only three rules that we have. Right. Uh, number one is no assholes. Mm-hmm. I mean, we, we, we just, you, you can't have people that are just jerks. Coming. No. Number two, no selling. So, no. so MLMers insurance guys weed themselves out they, quick exactly they don't stick around because this isn't something that they they can suddenly start handing out business cards you don't if if business organically happens from those relationships and i can tell you i've gotten a lot of business i'm sure those relationships yep. by people saying at like steve grison thinking about starting a podcast and he mm-hmm. was like hey steve let's do this together yeah or, you know, Kay introducing me to someone or whoever mm-hmm. just suddenly just introducing me to people or someone shows up and Kay's like or Steve or whoever is like, oh, oh, you got to talk to Steve. You're thinking about getting in the media. You got to go mm-hmm. talk to Steve. Oh, yeah. And then the third rule is what happens. A Holy Smoke stays a Holy Smoke. So no, no photos are taken that are posted outside of the secret Facebook group unless everyone that is in that photo gives permission. Right. Because you, 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 don't, want, you, you, you don't want to out someone right. out if, if, if they're not able to. Like we have a couple uh, in, in the Springs area, a couple Baptist leaders. They're mm-hmm. nationally known within the Southern Baptist community. They can't be. No. They they can't, can't be, be right it. now because no. right now it's not it's not in that kind of a place. No. That that denomination is. Now one of the really cool things about Southern Baptists is at the at least at Southern Seminary in Louisville, Kentucky. Uh huh. I I have a I used to coach high school football. Right. And so one of my former players just got his MDiv at Southern Seminary, mm-hmm. and he told me that Steve, all my professors. All of them smoke Piper cigar. That's awesome. They're, they're, and, and, and it's something that's known, but they're not open and public about mm-hmm. it. And, and so it's just a matter of it, if, if it's not if it's at that seminary, chances are it's at other seminaries as well. Yep. And so it's going to start to filter down. Mm-hmm. Now, one of the things I want to do with Holy Smokes is find some Southern Baptist leaders, get three of them around a table with cigars in their hand and are willing to go public and say this needs to change and and yeah. I like a cigar because it's good for community. It's good for hanging yep. out. It's good. Change it the slows, mindset. Change the culture. The this, stigma. This this thing slows a man down and allows me to have conversations. Like the the three that I had with my brother in Australia mm-hmm. were some of the three best. Were were the three best conversations we had my entire three weeks in Australia. Yeah, I mean, I sat down with my father-in-law on the 23rd, so two days before Christmas and had a cigar on his patio and he smokes cigars he's a retired fireman so there's obviously the stereotype and stigma of oh the firehouse the guys are gonna you know go have a cigar um and so he smoked them for years off and on he's getting more into them now because of you know me being into them uh but sat down and it was great being able to talk yeah it's all good um that's why we're in the garage (laughs) um but uh it was great because we got to talk about just work for me and life and plans and things 
where to say, hey, dad, you know, how's life or how's this and start a conversation like that where it could be just the two of us sitting, you know, man to man, if you will, but just sitting and talking and sharing life together. It's not going to happen by just being in his house with the kids running around and the family around, but to sit and to talk about real life and, you know, what God's doing in, you know, his daughter and mine's marriage and Mm -hmm. in our life and what the direction we see God taking us and career-wise and all those kinds of things. The cigars are the, you know, common denominator in all of that, being able to open up conversations at a level that normally you wouldn't get if you're just sitting socializing. You can get it at a restaurant. You can get it at things like that. But there's almost like a, a natural progression to getting real when you're sitting talking with a cigar. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, and there, there's a book, um, I want to say less and Leslie Parrott wrote it called, um, men are like waffles. Women are like, like spaghetti. spaghetti. Yep. And great book. And, and, and when we're in our cigar box, mm-hmm. this is what we're doing and yes. we're talking. Whereas when we're in the house and we are with the family and we're having a conversation with our father-in-law, it's mm-hmm. not going to hit that same level because no. there's so much other stuff going on. There, yep. there, that vulnerability is almost our, our guard is up because we got exactly. kids running around. We got the yep. family running around. We've got, mm-hmm. you know, what, whatever's going on. Having this out in the back porch drops it way down. It drops. Yep. It drops. And, and, and it allows us then to start to become a little more vulnerable. And and there's something about having something in your hand mm-hmm. as opposed to you just know sitting there. Just sitting here. Uh, what do we it's it's yep. I, I don't know I don't know if you remember that that ESPN commercial back in probably the mid nineties where it was just a bunch of guys standing around not saying anything. Vaguely. And, and 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 ESPN said football season is coming. Men will yes. have something to talk about again. Yes. If if we have this in our hands, mm-hmm. it just it it gives us just that little bit of thing to do in order to get a conversation going. Exactly, and it's it's just great because when you hear about you know military families and oh you know dad or grandpa doesn't really talk a whole lot about the stories or different things like that. I haven't talked a whole lot with my father-in-law about. Him and, you know, his time as a firefighter, and he worked his way up to where he uh, was fortunate enough to be, um, to retire as a deputy chief of one of the local cities here uh, in Southern California. And he's never really shared about calls that he's gone on or things like that, you know, essentially his own war stories. Mm-hmm. And we're sitting out there in, you know, casual conversation, just talking, I said, you know, I, I'm sure that you've got some, some interesting stories. Not asking for him to tell me any, but he was talking about it, you know, since I've been yeah. retired and all these different things. And he went in and told me about, you know, certain things that he saw when he was first, you know, on the fire service to later on and all these different things and strike teams with brush fires, California, that's just how it goes. I mean, mm-hmm. across the country yeah. now, but, yeah. um, but I'm never going to get, yeah, I've got speaker buzz going on from <laughs> other stuff. Oh, well, um, but, uh, um, I knew you'd pick that up too. And yes. I, I heard at the beginning, yes. I thought, uh, should I pause? I ah, forget it. But, uh, um, but being able to hear those stories, aren't stories that I'm going to get to hear if it's everybody sitting around together. It was one of those, hey, we're talking and it's real life. And yeah, I went through this and I dealt with pulling up on a call where it was a young child where ABC happened. And then I had to go and, you know, answer questions legally, you know, do all those kinds of things that are essentially his own battle stories. But because of a cigar, I was able to learn more about what my father-in-law experienced in the fire service that made him the man he is. Yeah. 
and it was just really cool. Yeah. It, it, this this has been just absolutely and and the the really cool thing about it is my wife has gone from as soon as you get home strip go downstairs strip shower put on some new clothes brush your teeth a couple times then then you can come and hang out with us yeah. two if i if i haven't been going to Holy Smokes in a while. She can. It's almost like she can start to tell. Yeah. Get out of I, the house. You need your man time. Yeah. She'd kick me out. She'd be like, "Go to Holy Smokes." She'd yep. sh- shut down the computer, sh- turn work off, and yep. get to Holy Smokes. You need that man time. Mm-hmm. And I totally get it. I mean, I I was an avid cyclist for a number of years. I've been on my bicycle in about three years. But my wife would be the same way. Aaron would be like, "You haven't gone for a ride in a couple weeks. You're kind of grumpy. You should probably go for a ride." Oh, yeah, okay, Thursday I'll go with, you know, my cycling cub. But it's one of those things where, not that it's, you know, uh, any negative connotation, but it's it's an outlet. It's a mm-hmm. way to just sort of blow off steam from yeah. work, from life. You know, not that life is terrible, but there, life happens. And you just get to go and just sort of let down your guard, like you were saying a minute ago, and just be be yourself. And if someone says, hey, Steve, how you doing? You know, chances are, unless it's somebody you know well, you'll go, you know what, not too bad. But if they take a second, they pause and go, how are you really doing? Sitting with one of these in your hand and being able to go, you know what? This is the place to do that. You can, and it totally just opens it up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So very true. Very cool. So, um, what are the plans for Holy Smokes in the future? Uh, and what are you wanting uh, to see the podcast become? Yeah. So, um, w- one of the things that Kay and Carl and I have talked about is starting to build out uh, the Holy Smokes website. The website is holysmokes.club. Mm-hmm. And um, start to build that out a little bit more, build out a back end where people can log in and then they can register mm-hmm. their zip code and they can see who else is in the Very cool. in the area. Mm-hmm. Or or if the, the, or they can be unlisted. And we're going to work on a way to try and make sure that they are unlisted. That oh. way their, their zip code, if they don't want to be known mm-hmm. and... Or, or they can just, or the other option is they can just use a pseudonym and not use their real name right. within the group. Exactly. Um, but that that way we can we can start to build some chapters around the nation because we we have some pretty active chapters mm-hmm. in Orange County. We've got one in here in the Inland Empire that's that's just starting to get started. Yep. Um, we, we 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 want to put one. Um, start to build these communities, and and there's no chapter fees to be involved. There's no fees to be involved. Nothing like that. This is very. This has grown completely and totally decentralized. Oh, and it's all organic. Exactly. Exactly. And and so um, we we want to start having some holy smokes in every single community, mm-hmm. or or within a short driving distance of every right. single community in the nation. That'd be awesome. And really, even around the world, because mm-hmm. we we do have. Um, guys that are, we, we have an active group in Rwanda. I mean, there's people that travel internationally. Hey, I'm going to ABC country. You know, I'm going to be here for a couple of days. Any, you know, Holy Smokes members want to join up for, you know, an evening and enjoy a cigar. Two, two, of, my fa- great. two of my favorite stories. Um, one, it was a couple years ago, maybe, where Carl Muller was in Malta and said, hey, I'm at this conference. Anyone in the Holy Smokes community here, let's get together for a cigar. And sure enough, someone was. Hmm. And so they got together in Malta and had a cigar in Malta. That's awesome. And then uh, it was last summer, I want to say, not not 2019, but 2018, where there was a guy in Rome, and he was like, hey, I'm in Rome. I want to have a cigar outside the Coliseum. Who is here? 
That would two be days. So cool. Sure enough, someone was there. Two days later, they had a picture of the Coliseum lit up in the evening, and they had their cigars, cigars. And it was just, it was. That's holy smokes. Yes. I mean, because when you're traveling to a new city, whether it be for work or whether it be vacation or whether mm-hmm. it be whatever. Yep. You can just show up in a community and say, hey, let's who's who's in the area? Mm-hmm. And, you know, it doesn't happen every time. But often I want to say like some, somebody somewhat close and, and with the website, it'll really allow us to, for someone to be able to say, I'm go, this is my zip code where I'm at. Mm-hmm. Who's the contact? Mm-hmm. Who, you know, who, who are the who are the people that are listed that are contacts? Yep. And let's get something organized so that way I can meet a whole bunch of new people. Um, I, th- I think Kay mentioned this on either the first episode or his story where he's, he's heard from guys that, that have said, hey, listen, if it wasn't for Holy Smokes, I might have, and, and, not, and not for me traveling to a city and getting introduced to someone, I might have hooked up with someone and picked mm-hmm. up someone at a bar and hooked up and cheated on my wife. Yeah. Or I might have turned on the, you know, or surfed and watched porn or whatever. Mm-hmm. It, it, this community is, it, we're starting to see some fruits of it saving marriages, positive of it healing mar- marriages, yep. of it, it, you know, it, one of the great things is that I, I, my kids would say this, I'm, I'm a better dad because of the men that I'm around at Holy Smokes. Mm, that's awesome. And, oh, cool. Yeah, and my boys, because of obviously doing, you know, our cigar reviews and, you know, at times whiskey reviews and different things like that. Um, the boys will now ask me because Kyle is known as Uncle Kyle in my house yeah, because yeah. I mean we've known each other yeah. for 18 years we're best friends it's just how it goes yeah, yeah and they're like you know Daddy are you doing a cigar review tonight because they know that it's one it's a fun thing for me to do but they know that it's one of those things that I get to do as sort of an outlet of oh yeah you know you know when we go to bed or whatever it is you know I don't hide it from them do I you know light up cigars next to them no I don't do that FDA I don't you know put them near my kids um, but uh, uh, but it's it's one of those things where there's an understanding, like with my wife, there's an understanding that part of it is the development of the business for Dad Smoking Cigars, Pacific Cigar Show, and things of that nature. Yeah. But the other part of it is it is a relaxation outlet and just a uh, – I mean, I sat out here last night for many more hours than I thought it was until my wife woke up in the middle of the night and said, what are you doing? Building a puzzle, enjoying a cigar, and just having me time. And it was the greatest thing. Now, I didn't realize it was – well, after one o'clock in the morning when she came downstairs and said, what are you still doing? But it's those kinds of things where she even knows. She goes, oh, yeah, if the boys are going to bed, you know, yeah. a couple nights a week, you're going to go to the garage? Yeah, I'm going to go to yeah. the garage and just enjoy a cigar. Cool. Go for it. And she supports that. Now, it used to be, you know, you've got to change clothes. You've got to take a shower. You've got to brush your teeth. got to wash out your beard. got to do that whole thing. And now it's not as much that. Not that she's in love with the smell of the cigars. Yeah, same with my wife. But uh, she's more accepting and tolerant of it, knowing that it's yeah. something that I enjoy. Yeah. Um, and I love that about her. And, um, you know, there, there's there got to be the balance, though, with us. You know, in our marriage, there's there's some give and take. And, and it, it's good that we have that understanding because there are times we're supposed to say, you know, she'll look at me and she'll go, you know, maybe it's taking away a little more family time than it should this week. So maybe next week you cannot do as much. And we can focus more. You know, absolutely. Yeah, totally. And yeah. so, you know, it's there's got to be part the of balance. that balance. It's exactly. part of that balance. But it, it makes it makes me, in many ways, more intentional about the time that I get with my wife and my boys, our boys, uh, because I know that if I'm going to have time away, I need to invest in the time that I do have. I mean, taking my six-year-old today and out here in front and taking off his training wheels, and after 30 seconds, he was gone and just yeah. off and riding. 
I wouldn't trade those opportunities for the world, but being intentional about doing that, that's what really matters for me. Yeah, so the website is one thing that we're going to be building out. Um, something else that we're talking about doing is uh, starting to segment Holy Smokes members and start to do small, very targeted events. So okay. small business owners that their revenue is between, you know, one and ten million, mm -hmm. and then we'll take them out to some, you know, ranch in Montana or a ranch up in the mountains or of Colorado, kind exactly, of and bring in, you know, an executive coach. We've got a bunch of executive coaches in the Holy Smokes oh, community, sure. and um, you know, try and bring some some things to kind of help take their business to the next level. Mm -hmm. Nonprofit executives take a bunch of nonprofit executives out yep. so that way they're all talking getting to know each other and and starting to build relationships but also focusing on their careers and and mm -hmm. helping them to go to that next level right those kinds of things where where, where these small curated events that mm -hmm. that's something we're talking about doing um, next summer in Colorado Springs we're going to have what's called the conclave mm -hmm. and it's going to be jumping around to some very it's going to be a full day or two I believe I think it's just one day but we're going to we're going to have people driving between all the various locations that we hold it oh, cool. in Colorado Springs and we'll have some local, you know, vendors and whatever else. Mm -hmm. And um, so starting to kind of build that, build the idea mm -hmm. of some events where people go to someplace right. and we do something. We've done a couple cruises, uh, mm -hmm. Holy Smokes cruises. Uh, one, I believe, a Caribbean, a, two Cubas, I believe, and nice. then um, I want to say with quite a few, I'm sure. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Came back. <laughs> you with have a, to. Came back with a limit. There and you go. And then, um, and then uh, probably I think we've done one for the Dominican, Dominican Republic. I want to say that would be awesome. And, and that's, that's where Casa Cuevas is, by the way. Nice. The cigar you're enjoying yeah. is an all Dominican cigar. So um, we're. we're Actually, so I've been gone now for about almost four weeks Right. on this trip. We came out here, spent a few days mm -hmm. with my father-in-law, and we that first Inland Empire, Holy mm -hmm. Smoke, and then uh, flew to Australia. Came Just came in this morning, <laughs> so I took a little two-hour nap before I came over here. To I woke up, and you're like, well, I just landed, and I was like, oh, I didn't even know you're back. Okay, that works. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so I'm actually doing pretty good for... for considering right now is when we're asleep in in Australia and I mm -hmm. think I got like three hour three hours sleep on the flight from Perth to Sydney okay. and then all, all I could get was two hours on Sydney to LAX and that's about a 12 hour flight and 13 and a half almost Whoa. 14 almost 14 that's a long flight yeah I wanted to sleep more but uh, we were kind of in the back of the plane by the bathrooms yeah well not only by the bathrooms but um, I, I had earplugs in with oh, with good. some with some ocean noise and whatever else to kind of help keep the the background noise down. Mm -hmm. But the problem was we were in the back of the plane and there was enough turbulence that my head would start to shake around because we were taking the tail end of the, of that turbulence. Right. Yeah. And so I just I just both my wife and I could not sleep on that flight at all. But mm. took a little two hour nap when we got here and then. So anyway, we're we're going back to Colorado Springs on Sunday, starting the drive back. Mm -hmm. We'll get back into town on Monday. And then uh, Tuesday afternoon, we've got a couple of Holy Smokes podcast tapings that we're going to be doing. And Carl, Kay, and I will talk a little bit more about, okay, next steps, what are we going to be doing? Mm -hmm. And uh, maybe unpack that a little bit more. And uh, we're, we're just kind of seeing where, where, holding it loosely, just to kind of see where, where the potential is mm -hmm. and, and see where the community wants us to come yeah. alongside it and what they want us to build and do, and then just kind of go with that. 
Ra- ra- rather cool. than coming up with an idea and, and hoping tra- people gravitate exactly on it. Yeah. exactly St- start to do some real um, market research to figure out okay yeah. um, maybe the nonprofit thing is something that we just do on the side because right now Holy Smokes is a nonprofit right maybe we build a, an associated for-profit mm-hmm. and that's where 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 we focus our efforts yeah. and the nonprofit will be towards you know just making an event free or mm-hmm. what or whatever. I mean, there there are ways in which to to get an associated nonprofit and for, for profit to work together. Right. Well, you can go more ministry minded and investment in other people from the nonprofit side if you wanted to. Some other things you could do, obviously. Yeah. And then uh, so Luciano Morales, who runs Ace Prime Cigars, um, they blend. They have a factory in Nicaragua that blends for high end cigars mm-hmm. and and. Uh, Ace Prime has has their own blends as well. Um, Luciano, I, I went to his birthday party in New York City hmm. in November, which is really freaking cool. I mean, Rick Pitino was there. I That's don't know if you're a college awesome. basketball fan. Oh yeah, but yeah. Rick, Rick Pitino showed up, and I wanted to go talk to him, but he <laughs> but he always had these two handlers. I don't even know if they were handlers. They were just lackeys, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. They they were just always near him, and I'm just yeah. I, I always kind of I just hey, what's your name? What's your name? What's your name? Mm-hmm. And talk to Rick, only Rick, the entire time. It just felt it felt kind of awkward. I didn't yeah. want that, so I just kept looking for an opportunity to where it was just him, and I could go walk up and say hi. Yeah. Um, there were there other some actors, and um, there from from what Luciano told me, there were some board members. I think all the, he told me when I when I went out there, all the board members for Cigar Aficionado magazine were going to be at that party. Wow! So I was like, I'm going. I'm I'm going Great to this party. Great group of people to network with. I am with. going to this party. Yeah. And uh, so anyway, Luciano and and I and Kay have talked a little about bit about blending, making some Holy Smokes mm-hmm. blended cigars. That'd be awesome. Probably three blends. Okay. And then uh, like a Connecticut, a Habano, and a Maduro type of a probably, thing. Probably, probably. Yeah. And and Very so cool. uh, yeah. So we we we've got some ideas about what we want to do, mm-hmm. and but it, right right now it's still in that kind of early stage where we're just kind of holding it loosely and just seeing where where the community would want us to to start to do something. That's awesome. And being able to listen to them is obviously a, a huge thing. I mean, that's what we've done, uh, not plugging it again, but with the Pacific Cigar Show, we've reached out multiple times. What would you guys want at a cigar event? Would you want this? Would you want that? If we were to offer this as one of the, you know, goodie bag things, does it even have a draw to people? And, you know, and, and it helped us fine-tune and tweak uh, what the show is going to consist of because it went from, hey, I've been in the event industry for 20 years and I know how to run an event and put on an event and produce it and do all of that. But from the standpoint of the end user, what does the end user want? Do they even want to have that type of atmosphere? Because exactly. some people go, oh, I want the live music and I want this. And some people go, you know what? I would just love to have some sort of you know South American music quietly in the background and not do anything yeah. over the top, no loud band, no nothing, and just be able to sit and engage with people. And we heard more of that than we did the entertainment aspect. And so we took that and said, okay, that's what we're going to do You know, for music at the event. It's just going to be a sound system set up where it should very chill, relax, sit back, not check too out loud. the manufacturers, not too loud, exactly. get the vibe, get the feel, but just take it easy and relax. Um, but we found that to be, as you are and as you guys will continue, to be much more... Um, almost a better sense of ownership of what's going on and how you're moving forward because you know it's a collaborative effort and it's other people than just you know a few guys sitting around talking and going oh you know what we think we should do this and hope that it works but when you get the community buy-in the buy-in instantly builds the followership and if you can get the followership then you know it's going to be a success totally so, yeah very cool so family life 
Yes. What's family life consist of? You've mentioned your wife. Yes. Kids. Yeah, we got two boys, uh, 15 and 13. And, uh, yeah, so it, it, been married now for, let's see, it's been, we got married in 2001, so 18 years now. And, um, yeah, it, it's it's not something that has gone easy because my wife has gone through some massive health challenges. Yeah, we were talking before this about that. Yeah, and so um, it, it's it's something where she was diagnosed. She, she was diagnosed with autoimmune stuff. Mm-hmm. Probably, I'd say year two or th- actually year three in our marriage. Mm-hmm. We knew she had some autoimmune stuff going on, but she wasn't actually fully diagnosed until uh-huh. year three. And um, in let's see, it was 2014. She was diagnosed with pulmonary hypertension, which is basically blood pressure from the lungs pushing back into the heart right. and nearly killed her in 2014. And she's on some meds right now with that. And uh, we're just, we're, we're constantly looking for new treatments, new mm-hmm. therapies because the meds that she is on eventually stop working. Hmm. And so it eventually, it, so it eventually comes to a point where, so does your body just adapt beyond exactly. it? Exactly. Exactly. So they just keep increasing the meds, increasing mm-hmm. the meds, increasing the meds till there's no effect. And then it's either a lung transplant or she dies, mm. which is a massive, massive surgery. And so, yes. and, and I can understand that one because my uh, cousin, who's about six years younger than me, um, has cystic fibrosis. And January 2nd, so in just a few days here, it will be the one year anniversary of a successful double lung transplant. Nice. Um, That's cool. Which was a total God thing, and she gives all the glory to God for it. Yeah. Uh, but being able to uh, see her through that journey because she, uh, as God planned it for trust and to show how powerful he is, um, she was just about at her end and got a call while her sister was with her the morning of January 2nd. We have your lungs. Yeah. Come down and let's operate as long as we know they're completely viable. And yeah. everything has gone phenomenally well. Now, she's had some other health setbacks since then. Uh, but I understand from at least a cursory perspective um, the uh, uh, intense undertaking that that is for a surgery and for oh, yeah. an operation. Yeah. And obviously it involves one person passing away in order for the life to continue. Um, and so it's it's uh, not a not a minor thing. No, no. Uh, with, with my health journey, I, I have really gotten into um the whole biohacking idea so it's basically taking your biology and tweaking the environment inside and around you in order mm-hmm. to elevate yourself and make you healthier mm-hmm. more stronger mm-hmm. faster thinking faster sleeping better all that kind of stuff and so i'm listening to this stuff that's very cutting edge health mm-hmm. stuff and and there's there, there's stuff coming down the pike that i have no doubt that will eventually eliminate the need for mm-hmm for the lung transplant yeah like right now pluripotent stem cells hold a lot of potential Hmm. in terms of regenerating our health wow so you take the 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 best stem cells from a placenta Mm -hmm. or an umbilical cord Mm -hmm. you multiply them because they're pluripotent they can go anywhere in the body and find where repairs need to be made and make repairs yep unfortunately right now at this point there, there was a study and there was only one study in Canada that didn't show any improvement with pulmonary hypertension. I'm confident at some point it's going to get it's going to get fixed. Fine tuning tweaking here and there. It's, God it's will just, reveal it's it. just it's just a matter of trying to keep her healthy enough that yeah. she's going to be able to catch that breakthrough that mm-hmm. comes through right. when when it happens. Right. 
so she doesn't need the lung transplant. Yeah. But um, because then there's a whole nother domino effect of things, you know, immunosuppressants for the rest of her life and all these other things, and there could be side effects. Uh, one that my cousin is going through, where essentially there's, um, it's a a form of cancer essentially where she's got lesions on her femur and different things like that, which is very unfortunate, but she takes it from the perspective of God gave me these lungs. He got me to that point. He's going to get me through this. Um, and those obviously aren't super common that they happen, yeah. but with the advances of science and everything that's going on, um, like you, I, I see that, um, coming in the future as being something that isn't even a concern anymore of even needing to go through the whole lung transplant transplant process yeah. or just yeah. even having to um the recovery and sustainability afterwards yeah so very cool um well i'm going to take a cue from you and what you do on your holy smokes podcast and i intentionally didn't mention this even though we were talking before so and uh this is going to be either in January, February, possibly February, this airs. So your podcast will actually air first probably with your questions. Um, but if you could have a cigar with anyone, and I won't exclude Jesus, but if you could have, I'll, I'll break the, the Holy Smoke rule on that one. Um, if you could have a cigar with any three people, who would they be? All right. So this is who I am going to um, have as my three Holy Smokes, uh, three people. Number one, we were talking about him before we started, Branch Rickey. Yes. Uh, Branch Rickey, for those people that don't know, Branch was the uh, general manager for the Brooklyn Dodgers mm -hmm. and signed Jackie Robinson. Mm -hmm. Branch was a deep man of faith. Yep. Loved cigars. Oh, and yeah. I mean, he, he, there are so many pictures of him with cigars. Constant. It's like, it's, it's wonderful. Yep. Absolutely. He, he's um, he, he was an innovator. He was the president, I, I believe he was the president and GM of the Brooklyn Dodgers. But before that, he was the president and GM of the St. Louis Cardinals, mm -hmm. which in the 1920s and 30s, St. Louis Cardinals, I think 30s is when, when he went to the Cardinals. Mm -hmm. um, Started as the Browns. No, no. The, the Cardinals and the Browns were two separate teams. Oh, were they? Yep. I thought they just did a name change. Nope, nope. The, the, oh. Bra the Browns ended up moving to Baltimore and becoming the Orioles. Orioles. Um, because St. Louis in the 1920s and 30s was a mm -hmm. small market. Mm -hmm. It was St. Louis was the West. Yeah. In 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 the 1920s and 30s. Yeah. I mean, I mean, L.A. There, there was. No real way to, other than train to get to Los Angeles and San Francisco, no. and it was a trek. It was a long voyage. Yep. And so at the time, in the 20s and 30s, St. Louis was on the very far western part of, mm -hmm. of Major League Baseball. Yeah, because life was in New York. Exactly. And, and so Branch, when he was with the St. Louis Browns before that, mm -hmm. he realized that he needed to um, build, he basically created the farm system. Mm-hmm. In, in order to try and compete against New York and try and mm -hmm. compete against Boston and try and compete against those Let's teams young recruits. In, in, yep. in the Northeast, yep. they, he started to kind of build the farm system to mm -hmm. start to train up those, those yep. players, train them in the Browns and Cardinals way. And in the 30s, the, the St. Louis Cardinals were a dynasty. I mean, Rogers Hornsby is one of the greatest batters in, in Major history. League history. Yep. And so and so he was found through Branch Rickey's farm system. Yep. And so um, so he, he was an innovator. He, he was a dedicated exec, a deep man of faith, and a cigar guy. Branch Rickey is without question my number one. Mm -hmm. um, my number two is someone who is not a man of faith, but 
it was such a smart and witty guy that I would just mm-hmm. love to have a conversation with him. And that's Mark Twain. Also, oh, yeah. also a big cigar guy. Yes. Also. Yes. Very I, big. Yeah. And there is a Mark Twain cigar as well. Yeah. Yep. But obviously not while he was alive was it created. But, um, but yeah, uh, Samuel Clemens. Yep. Um, but so, uh, yeah, he, he, great he's, he's just got so many great quotes. I mean, um, like, uh, I don't think he was the one that actually, from what I've seen, he wasn't the one that 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 came up with this quote, but he made it famous. There are three types of lies: lies, damned lies, and statistics. And <laughs> it, 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 it's the truth. I mean, and and when yeah. you when you look at the the way in which a study, you can make a study say anything that you wanted to oh, say. Oh, absolutely. You can in, in in terms of you know, like I remember one time there, there was a a study that said. Um, you know, you, you can help ward off cancer by smelling farts. What? How does that make sense? The methane gas is going to kill it? I mean, <laughs> I, I, it, it, it's something, and, and there are all kinds of studies where it's never duplicated, but it's just one single study and it just mm-hmm. so happens. And that's, that's their finding. Exactly. So that's one. Um, an, another one, he, he's got a bunch about Congress, just a bunch. Mm-hmm. Um, so what is it? Suppose you have a moron, and suppose you have a congressman, but I repeat myself. <laughs> exactly, yeah. especially in today's culture. <laughs> it, it, the, the guys, I would just love, love, love to have a conversation oh, yeah. with Mark Twain. And then um, I, I, my, my third one, I, I kind of, it, it couldn't be one person, it'd have to be my brother's. Very so cool. so I, I, I kind of combined them as an, into, into a single group, my mm-hmm. brother's. Sure. And uh, one, because my brother Ryan is, almost as big of a Branch Ricky fan as I am. Mm. And, and in so you'd fact, have to include him. Yes, exactly. Exactly. And, and in fact, his wife has a cousin who is the great-great-grandnephew of Branch Ricky, and his name is Branch Ricky. How cool. And, and so I'm, I, I now have an access point to get to the family if, if I ever want to do any kind of like I, I have an idea of doing a, a documentary at some point. But mm-hmm. but a, a starting out with a a podcast radio documentary, if you will, talking mm-hmm. about Branch Rickey's life and talking about yeah. his stories where I get the historians that have written about mm-hmm. him and, and kind of craft his story in podcast form. That's something I'm going to do at some point down now, the road. It might be. Does that Branch Rickey enjoy cigars at all? I don't know. I'll, I'll have to ask Ryan. I'll have to ask Ryan, my brother. That would be an interesting. Oh yeah, yeah. And um, and in fact, my brother is friends with Branch Ricky on Facebook. How cool! And it's it's, it's kind of funny to see Branch Ricky posting on my brother's and or, that many generations commenting. down. Yeah, exactly. Um, so and and then my brother Neil, it, he would just I I know for a fact he has that same kind of Mark Twain wit and sharp mind. And so he he would absolutely just love to have a conversation with with Mark Twain. So very cool. Yeah, good three people, three four people, three selections we'll call it. <laughs> <laughs> so you're about halfway into the cigar. What are your thoughts on it now? I like it. It's it's just consistent, mm-hmm. nice and smooth, easy um, draw, good flavors. Yep, yep. Now you, uh, what type of cigar do you typically gravitate towards, and how did you get into cigars? So I typically gravitate towards uh, Maduros. Okay. For my palate, it's just it, I just, it just mm-hmm. goes well with full flavor, a little bit of spice. Exactly, exactly. And 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 for me, after I'm done with a Maduro, there's 
like if like if I go with a Connecticut wrapper, it's just th- there's just something in my tongue that just it's it's almost mm-hmm. just bites. It just doesn't mm-hmm. it doesn't sit well with sure. me. And so uh, so I'm I'm typically a Maduro guy. Okay. And uh, so for how did I get into cigars? College with with the Philly Titans and mm-hmm. then and then with the poker nights at at my house. Mm-hmm. Um, and then with Holy Smokes, I just started to kind of just check out all these various blends and see what I liked the best and um, Maduro's probably are are uh, Maduro's are at the top, mm-hmm. and uh, you know like uh, Undercrown, their mm-hmm. their Maduro, the Sangro Maduro, or um, just the the standard Maduro. Just the standard Maduro okay. is is one I like. I like the Cao Flatheads. Um, that that just has a great flavor. For You've me. had quite a few of those six sixties on podcasts. I have. <laughs> I have. Yeah, I, I got I got a bunch on uh, cigar bid, mm-hmm. and I burned through. Dangerous them. place. <laughs> yes, yes. Um and and then uh probably my f- one, one of my favorites, my favorite Maduros is the H Upman 1841 okay. Reserve Maduros. Nice. Those are just it, it it's probably I say my favorite. Like like when we were at the Inland Empire one, mm-hmm. a holy smoke, Kyle asked me for my top 2 and that was mm-hmm. one that I thought about afterwards. I was like, "Oh, the H Upman 1841 Reserve Maduros." Yeah, th- that's that's easily my favorite Maduro. Mm-hmm. Now, what is your, what is your number one? Would that be it, or what would, what is your right now, at least with your palate or experience-wise, what's your number one cigar? So I'd, I'd say that's one of them. Um, I really don't see. I have a buddy of mine. His name's Owen Hill. He's a state senator in Colorado. Holy smoker. I love Owen. I'll, I'll have him on the Holy Smokes podcast at some point yeah. in January or February when I get back. Nice. Um, Owen has a saying. I've asked Owen. So, what's your favorite cigar? Mm-hmm. And every single time, a typical politician answer. Typical politician answer. The one I'm currently smoking. Exactly. <laughs> the cigar that I'm smoking. Yep. I'm like, dude, shut up, man. Seriously, come on. What, what's, what's Narrow it down. To? What is one? Name and, one. And, and, and I, I, I can't give one. I can't give because yeah. it totally depends on just what, what I'm in the mood for. Sure. Like uh, with, with the Holy Smokes podcast, we've gotten a, a bunch of cigars from Illusioni Cigars. Mm-hmm. And their Ultra is outstanding. I mean, it's that, that, that one is, is a great one. You've also um, had the, the one-off that the one, you like a yep, lot. Yep, the one-off is was the first cigar that I fell in love with. So mm-hmm. Jerry Hanlon, the guy from Focus, the, mm-hmm. the head of in- broadcast engineering, he brought over a, a one-off in 2002, 2003, I think it was, probably. might have been 2004. And uh, he, he brought me one, and I was like, this is my favorite cigar that I've ever had. <laughs> and and it, one was the flavor. It was a, mm-hmm. just a great flavor. I... I, I I like Nicaraguans. I love Ni- Nicaraguans. Nic- Nicaraguans are probably overall my favorite. Which, if I remember right, the 1841 Reserve Maduro is mainly Nicaraguan. Okay. If I remember, I remember looking at Cigar International. I'm like, that's probably why I like it so much. There you go. And um, but but the one-off, it's a little bit lighter stick than what than obviously than Maduro, but the the, the flavor is great, and um, that orange peace symbol on that cigar it's right just, orange i freaking just love that i just yep. there, there's something that's just if 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 a cigar is a is a good tasting cigar but it has a band that i absolutely love mm-hmm. there, there's something just Makes cool it even better. oh absolutely yep well i mean just a basic band you can look in your eye you know whatever and a lot of uh boutiques and uh, mainline have gone much more colorful hyper colors you know neon colors i mean you can think about like the um 
of course, I'm going to run a blank on it, but there's one put out by Espinoza, um, something numb, wonder, not wonderfully numb. I'm blanking on what it's called, but it's just got colors and it's literally a psychedelic looking band. And you look at it and I think it's called Comfortably Numb. Um, and that's for, uh, Pink Floyd is probably one of my favorite bands of all time. My, and the colors and everything on it, I mean, it just it stands out. It just pops. And it's one of those that you look at and you go, okay, yeah, I, I could see why somebody, if they're walking through a humidor, we're looking go, just because it looks cool, numb. I got to try it. Comfortably numb. I'm going to have to look that one up. I'm going to have to have to get one because uh, when, when I was in high school, my high school art teacher, um, Ken Yura, we all, all, everyone called him KY. <laughs> Um, every Friday was Floyd Friday. That's awesome. Every in the class single Friday. Music? Every si- Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, we could bring in our cassettes and and whatever we wanted to listen to. We could we many could of our watchers our may not be old enough to know what a cassette is. Yes. <laughs> yes. And how a pencil relates to it. <laughs> and uh, so so anyway, every every Friday was Floyd Friday. And um, so it, he really instilled in us a love of Pink Floyd, and so That's awesome. the, the idea that there's a cigar called Comfortably Numb, uh huh, that one might become a favorite. There you go. You never know. Perfect. Well, how can people connect with you? How can they find you? Holy Smokes. Where can people get in contact should they want to uh, find a local Holy Smokes near them and yep. or connect with you? Yeah. So um, Holy Smokes, you can go to the website holysmokes.club. That's holysmokes.club. Uh, we have a Facebook page. I believe it's Holy Smokes Cigar Club. Facebook.com slash Holy Smokes Cigar Club, I, I believe. Think that's what it is, yeah. Yeah. If, if, if you just go and you look for Holy Smokes in Facebook and you find the one that has the cover cover photo where it says faith, friendship, fine tobacco, and drink, that's the one. Glass of whiskey with the wing yep. logo on it, yep. which is really cool. Yeah. Steve Grison was the one that designed that, that really logo. Cool. And, uh, so, um, yeah, so the, those are probably the two ways. And if you want to get into the secret secret Facebook group, you can just send us a message through uh, the Holy Smokes Facebook page, mm-hmm. and then I'll send you a friend request and add you in. And no offense if someone just decides to drop me as a friend after you're in. It doesn't matter to me. There you go. And, uh, yeah, because unfortunately there's no way to get in without a friend right. actually sending yep. you an invite. So I've, I've tried to um, get a link to the club, and mm-hmm. then and I've had some people that have had success by facebook.com slash groups slash Holy Smokes, I believe, maybe mm-hmm. Holy Smokes Club, and they, and they can set, submit a request. I've successfully brought someone in that way, but most people they say they can't. they got to dig deep to find that. Exactly, and, 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 and you can't post you have to use that url within a web browser and not everyone is still able to get in so mm-hmm. it's it's one of those things that yep. unfortunately because of the secret nature but as as we build out the website a little bit more um you just go to that mm-hmm. and then uh we'll, we'll have a back end uh where where we'll eventually migrate people from facebook to trying to keep it central within the website right. for those announcements because mm-hmm. so often in, in Facebook, it's, it's you're you're at the mercy of whatever Facebook wants to put in your feed. Whatever algorithm they decide to use for the exactly. day. Exactly, and yep. and 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 if someone's having an event, mm-hmm. you often may not find out about that event mm-hmm. until at like a day or two afterwards. Unless they invite you and invite exactly. that many people is exactly. laborious. Exactly, and, and and so one of the things we want to do with within the website is to be able to just send people a message mm-hmm. within you know a fifteen mile, twenty mile radius. 
50 mile radius, whatever. If it's We're a meeting up event. here on this day. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. And then boom, you'll, you'll get a message through the website to kind of mm-hmm. say, hey, holy smoke in Denver or holy smoke in Pasadena or holy smoke in, yep. you know, wherever the Hamptons or whatever, mm-hmm. wherever, Portland, Maine. Mm-hmm. And, you know, yeah. Very cool. Well, I appreciate you coming on and uh, sitting down and enjoying a good cigar and uh, being on Thanks, this bud. episode. Thanks, bud. All right, guys. I'm Tim with Dad Smoking Cigars. This has been Steve Ryder. This has been this week's or this month's episode of the Cigar Sit Down. As always, we'll see you.